the easiest way to get off the tools is to actually become your own customer. And then, you know, if it's right for you, then you need to throw yourself in two feet first because if you do what you've done, you're going to get what you've got. I'm not. So you've got qualifications? Oh, yeah, of course I have. If I'm a carpenter, I must have okay. qualifications. Okay, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Property Developers Secrets podcast with myself, Lloyd Girardi. And myself, Andy Cook. And this episode is about Andy. More specifically for Andy, and not just about him, uh, but about his journey and how he got into property development. So uh, this is more from a trades background. So Andy's background is from the trades, getting off the tools and becoming a property developer. So if you're listening to this and you can relate to this, then take note because this is how you can start putting down the tools and start to cash in. So Andy, let's uh, start with your background. How did you get into... Well, you just said there that it's about me. It's not really about me. It's using it's using my experience to highlight to a big proportion of this um, the listenership on this, I'm sure, who are living the same kind of life that I certainly was then, and it probably resonated with a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, even I know this is going to be about sort of the trade side and your story from getting off the tools but actually this can be transitioned to anyone that's got a job and just position it in a way of trying to get off your or get out of your job into developments as well but mainly from your story a lot of people relate to this yeah so i suppose that if i go back um to well i got to give the background i suppose to where i got to work so look i i i'm from the trade side i'm on the tools but i didn't really work in um housing i wasn't in like i didn't work for big house builders or anything like that i suppose if i have to put myself onto a trade i'm a carpenter but i'm not so you got qualifications oh yeah of course i have if i'm a carpenter i must have okay. qualifications okay. yeah i haven't got any qualifications yeah. okay. no so you know i i i'm a i'm a self-proclaimed carpenter i mean did, fact, jesus, a a, story there, did jesus have qualifications <laughs> no, I mean, well, so we all call him a carpenter, don't we? <laughs> Do we? <laughs> Disciples. We talk about this all the time. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. a carpenter. So, actually, there's a bit of a story about that. And uh, you got married in Jamaica, didn't you, at the altar, and you had to put down your profession. Yeah, well, yeah. So I was too tight to have a wedding around here. This was 20 years ago. Like this was so early, <laughs> handy. And uh, I thought it was a lot of money for a, a party for a lot of other people. So um, I, I wanted we. Well, me and Deb, my wife, went away to get married in Jamaica. And I thought, look, it'd be really nice to have family with us for the day of getting married. But do I really want them there for the two weeks of honeymoon? Not really. So we just went on our own. <laughs> and, uh, 20 years ago, 20 years ago. But we got to the, uh, yeah, we got to the altar, the, wherever you, you know, the, the, the altar they make in a sandals resort and whatever. Yeah. And there was other people who got married who signed our register book behind us. We'd never met them before that day. Probably never spoke to them again <laughs> after that day. And then, you know, we did the same for them. So, you know, it was a contract. It was a joint venture. And um, but we get to the book anyway. My wife um, at the time certainly was a psychiatric nurse, very professional, you know, done degrees, all these kind of things. And we get there and it says profession, so it, it stumped me a little bit because you know I didn't really have a profession that I'd say. So <laughs> thought about it a little bit. You know, I was I was good like you know good with carpentry, good with my hands and all that kind of stuff. So, so I'll just put down carpenter and I was just literally writing it, pen hit the paper, and she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just call yourself a carpenter. <laughs> I was like, I've got to put something. So we kind of had our first like marital argument <laughs> yeah. whilst we were signing the book on the first day. So, you know, no, we're, we're all good. Um, but, yeah, going back to the story. So, yeah, Carpenter, not really. I didn't really work on house building and all that kind of stuff. I actually worked, um, you know, in my 20s, I worked for a library fitting, library fitting company. So putting counters in and things like that, but, you know, all the shelving, all the other stuff like that. 
Um, but it was more, I ended up sort of managing a team of a couple of guys and, you know, working with the architects and all that kind of thing. Um, and then I worked for an audio visual company. So we would go to local hotels, build sets for com- conferences and things like that. So practically based, but not house build carpentry or even working in people's houses. 2007, um, at 30 years old, left that and started doing, you know, work for people. I started working, um, you know, a bit of a yes man. Anyone needed any work around their house, I just said yes to it. And then it was a bit like find find out how to do it after I'd said yes to it. Your Kitchens. first job was a um, fixing a lawnmower, wasn't it? I had nothing else to do, mate. Yeah. So what, did someone... you do, what did you do this weekend as well? <laughs> uh, you yeah, I fixed my lawnmower, yeah. But <laughs> it's a robotic one these days, mate. Oh, yeah. I've gone up in the world. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I did kitchens, I did bathrooms, I did all that sort of thing. But I'd never actually done, uh, apart from a bar-at-home kitchen, a quick, quick like literally doors... I don't think we did doors, painted the doors, changed the handles, you know, worktops, that sort of thing. Same with a bathroom. Anyway, I, I threw myself into that world and, you know, I failed forward fast. I learned quickly by making mistakes. And the mistakes were all at my own cost. I didn't expect anyone else to pay for my mistakes. But that is very often the quickest way to learn. So, and um, I, in 2009, started doing extensions then. That was a step up for me. And um, it was more project management because I had to get electricians. Um, I had to get... Um, I was going to say carpenters. I was still doing the carpentry at that time. So it was it would be plumbers, it would be scaffolders, it would be bricklayers, it would be all the other trades you need around it. And that was challenging. That was a real big step up for me. And, you know, it was a lot of time, a lot of effort. And I started doing more and more extensions. And it came to 2013 where I got the opportunity to build a house. That was the first house I ever built. And it was a self-build for myself. Used the build company to do that. And then went back to doing extensions and it didn't take long where like two or three months after that. And I was like, hold on a minute here. I've literally, I, I built a house. Why the hell am I doing extensions for other people yeah. when, you know, it, doing the house myself kind of took the customer level out because I was obviously, it was for my own project. So that attracted me. And then that led into 2014, where obviously we started doing what we do together now, bought a plot of land, eight houses, and then have scaled up since then. Yeah, so from that, the transition was to getting into more developing for yourself was actually educating yourself firstly on YouTube, wasn't it? So you're looking at videos, you read a book, we sort of went and did a three-day training. So fast forward, um, kind of getting our first site, you were still on the tools going into that first site, weren't you? But actually during that site, you you stepped away completely so um what was it sort of how did you get to that first site in terms of well we need to go back to the extension phase here because we i can't skip that the 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 busiest bit of my life is the extension phase so you know what we do now is only because i went through those stages for being the development part um but this is the bit that some others will resonate with so it's probably my busiest time would be 2010 2011 and you know I came from a background as I said there you know before that I wasn't I didn't do particularly well at school I wasn't well educated um so um I came into the extension side of it and I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder about you know I obviously was self-employed and then I, I owned we incorporated in 2010 um, to Redbox Developments or Redbox Property Solutions trading as Redbox Developments. So I was then, I owned a company and the chip on my shoulder was about being a successful businessman. I wanted other people to think that because I never felt like people, people thought that kind of thing of me. Um, so I became a bit of a workaholic, you know. 
my solution to that was just working all the time. So, and, and also what the trade I'd come into required me to work all the time. So I would, um, cause I was running a small building company doing extensions, I'd be the first one on site. So I'd be up, you know, maybe six o'clock in the morning, I'd get to site, I'd even pre getting to site, I'd be working out what was going to happen that day. I'd get to site, you know, working on people's houses. You can't really get there much before. I try and push <laughs> before it. Before they wake up. Yeah. No, I try and push it for maybe seven sometimes <laughs> if they got up, but you know, usually it's half seven maybe. I'd, you know, on site trying to set the site up. Other trades would be turning up. I'd then have like a day's worth of carpentry I'd have in the plan for myself because I was trying to cost save doing the work myself. But reality, I was running all the other trades. So they'd all be coming to me with questions and, you know, I was micromanaging them, if I'm honest. So, you know, um, I would never give them the autonomy to make their own decisions. So they'd come up with more questions, you know, and if they, if they, when they did a job, I'd be looking over their shoulders, sort of saying, well, why is it taking you so long? I've done it quicker. You know, why have you had those mistakes? I wouldn't have had those mistakes. And, um, you know, the whole day would go a bit like that. I wouldn't have time to do the carpentry because I was getting pulled here, there, everywhere. So when they all went at home at four o'clock, I'd have to then work for another couple of hours to catch up. So I wasn't holding people up the next day because obviously trades rely on other trades to finish before they can carry on. Um then I'd have to leave that site because on the way home, I'd have to go and quote another job so that I had another uh, job for them to do. Um, after this one, I'd get home, I'd have to invoice the work we'd done on the extension we're doing so I could pay them on the Friday at the end of the week. I'd have to then quote the job that I just looked at so that I had another job for the next few weeks down the line. I'd have to do the CIS, I'd have to do all the paperwork, You know, probably get to bed at half 11, 12 o'clock, and then the next morning I'd have to do it all again in the same cycle completely, and it was a bit of Groundhog Day, but... Whoa, 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 Andy, I've got to stop here. What? What's up? We haven't discussed the Foundations, our brand new online training course for people to get started in property development. Well, what is it? It is basically online. It is going to be a few hours of your time going through the Foundations of Becoming a Property Developer. What, so I can be a property developer by listening to the Foundations? If you're listening to the podcast, then it is certainly for you, because I'm assuming you're listening to this, you want to become a property developer. So this is how to get started, how to find sites, how to value land, how to look at investors, how to find invest- investors, how to find funding, how to find everything. Power team, this is your basis. So if I'm doing it for someone else, either on the trades or a professional, like an architect or something like that, it will show me how I can do it for myself. I'm assuming you want to pay yourself rather than getting paid from other people. Of course I do. Then the foundations is for you. Join the link below, grab the foundations and get started in your property development journey now. Sounds awesome, I'm doing it. A bit of me loved it because it was validating the fact that to me, busy was success. So, you know, I had, this was, you know, what um, I don't know what year it would have been, but it was probably been about 2000, well, it was 2011, like I say. So it was an earlier version of the iPhone, you know, it was quite new technology at the time, obviously. Yeah. So, and I'd, um, I'd have the touch screen and I'd, I'd flick up in front of people. I'd almost wear it like a badge of honor and I'd be like, you know, look, I had like 200 calls today, 250 sometimes, you know, in and out calls. And, and I'd, I'd think that that was me being successful because that many people relied on me in my inner world that, you know, they needed me for all of this. What I didn't realize was that, you know, that was what was giving me all the, the, the keeping me busy, giving me all the stress, giving me all the, you know, I wasn't seeing my family. I had young kids. I wasn't seeing them. And, you know, it was the, the so epitome no of not freedom. being successful. Yeah, yeah, I had no time freedom. You know, I, I wasn't the... I wasn't as you know as, as good a dad as I am now. Hopefully, I wasn't as good a husband as I hopefully am now, and it put a lot of strain on that side of it as well. 
Um, and, you know, it's only now, a lot of years after, and we do it now, we've got teams of people around us. You know, we've got people who do have the autonomy because to, to get out of that, you have to, you know, to, to get different results, you have to do something different. So so you know. a lot of people listening to this will probably be resonating at that point. That they're probably saying, oh, that's me. That's, that's where I am now. But they can't see the wood through the trees. Like They can't see how to get out of it. So how did you transition from being on the tools, being that busy fool, to like two weeks time we're going driving down to Croatia and taking nine days to get there and then spending seven days there but we're still doing developments we're still building so how did you get from that transition of being busy to well we're actually doing a lot more now than we ever did then um yeah. you know like then you, you, it's very limited because you're very ro- revolved around your own world aren't you so you, you you're the limited factor you're the bottleneck as to the what I've just described there whereas now we have we have different team members, we have different structures, we have different you know, managers and people who do have accountability and that was a key factor. You have to take a bit of a dip for that sometimes though. It doesn't come overnight. You have to let people make their own decisions and mistakes because obviously people don't make good decisions the first time they make them. They have to make mistakes and then learn from their mistakes and there's like a, a curve of um, I don't know what they call it. There is a, a term for it, isn't there? But it's like a knowledge curve. You're going through the the pit of. There's a term for it. I can't. I wish I looked yeah. at it beforehand. Um, and then you come out of it. You start making mistakes. So it's like, and then it's an exponential rise, isn't it? You, yeah. you because of the step knowledge you get. And it, yeah, the step change. You hit your own ceiling limit and go through it. And we've been through all of that. Um, but um, I suppose you know we're the the real key thing, which is tra- change the transition, is who we work for. So you know, ninety percent of the time now we only do our own developments. You know, there's the odd time where something gets knocked back in planning, or a deal drops out, and an opportunity will come, and we'll we'll work with somebody else. But ninety percent of the time, we'll you know we'll now buy a plot of land with our investors or joint venture partners or whatever, and Redbox will be. Um, it's still the same company, still Redbox Developments. They'll be um, they'll be the project manager of it, not the project manager, the, the main contractor. So um, we're doing our own work for ourselves. We are our own customers, just like when I did a self build. So maybe even that was a transition, not that I knew it at the time. But if you think going back to the extension world, um, you know, we there'll be a lot of people who'll understand this. But you know that somebody wants an extension they're going to spend you know eighty thousand a hundred thousand whatever it is on their own house you know they want to maximize what they got they want to get the best finishes the best kitchen the best whatever so you know although it's really disruptive work um you say to them that you know maybe you should move out and go and stay in a an airbnb or a hotel for a bit so as we can really sort of like you know rip it rip the place back to bare bones and start again and you know do it properly um but they don't want to because they want to spend that money on the finishes obviously it's their own home and, and it's like it's almost like really fun at the start isn't it it's like oh yeah no it'll be fine you know it doesn't matter that we won't have a kitchen through the winter and we can go and cook on a, a gas camping stove outside on the patio for the for six months or something like that or three months and you know it sounds everyone's up for anything when it starts but yeah. that really obviously that dies down really quickly when it becomes a reality and not only that that they're not used to living in a building site so you know that's hard to do that anyway but they're not used to having that kind of work done they're not in the building trade they're not used to reading architects plans so they'll 
look at um, something on the plans when they're you know they're, the architect's running through them before it goes into planning they say oh no it looks great and they're they're they've got a concessionary mindset at that point because it's like oh yeah we'll make it work we want the ensuite or the cloakroom downstairs in the kitchen so you know we'll it's fine about that or we want the ensuite in our bedroom so we'll cut that corner off and do this and then you know a few months later they see the stud work going in the foot plate or the stud work when it's going yeah in, and it, it? it looks tiny and they're like well hold on a minute i'm not going to be able to even clean my teeth in there yeah. or something so can we move that that wooden wall because they don't understand it that stud work wall can we just move it you know the, that much they don't even say 100 mil 200 mil can we just move it that much that way they don't understand that it's got the first fix electrics the plumbing the everything all that preparation work and you know that they, they'll probably come and do that three or four times a week won't they you know because they come home from work look at it you know they've got all night to look at it when you're in between they'll come the next morning oh Andy can we just do this and do that and all those disruptions take longer you know that they're, they're all concessions to their plan they're not what was planned at the start and of course you get to the end of the job and it's like well you know the, there's a few there's a, a an extra payment at the end for additions that have um, occurred during the job it's like well, hold on a minute you know we, you gave me a fixed price there's not supposed to be any additions but they don't understand that all that influence they've had through it it all takes time and it all takes people's money and all that kind of stuff so it's a hard world the extension world so you know by doing our own jobs we've released ourselves from that and we can use our teams around us to be in a bit more control yeah awesome so what i I get from that as well is um to the easiest way to get off the tools is to actually become your own customer because you haven't got that pressure of a customer breathing down your neck trying to get it sorted so in the previous episode to this if you want to listen back we actually talked about how you as a tradesperson can pay yourself through a development as well. So if becoming your own customer is something that you fear because you don't, you can't get paid, actually you can get paid. So you can become a project manager of your own deal, pretty much what you're doing anyway, but for someone else, but you can become a project manager for your own deal, get paid, and that gives you the autonomy to be able to sort of see the, the helicopter view of the, the project rather than being involved in the deal as well. So, But actually, even if you're a small building company, that it's not even just the project management fee, is it? If you look at the structure of a small building company, they're going to start a deal, and they're going to start an extension. You know, they're going to do a bit of work. They're going to get paid by the owner of that extension for the amount of work they do. Then they're going to do a bit more, and then they're going to get paid that. They get paid in tranches, in effect, don't they? Yeah. So they do a little bit of work. They get paid for it. Do a bit more. Get paid for it. What's the development? It's just bigger tranches, and it's longer. So, it takes yeah. longer. Like an extension is what six weeks, eight weeks, twelve weeks. Whereas a development is more sort of 12 years, 12 years, hopefully not, 12 months, maybe 18 months, depending on the size of it. So actually you've got longevity of work. You're only finding one job, aren't you? Yeah. And then, and, and it's the same. It's the, it's the same, if not less effort to do a development. You know, we're doing, we're just finishing four houses at the minute. The guys are lapping it up. You know, it's the same, if not less effort, but massively disproportionate results. You know, you're doing the effort once to get on a development, which then you get paid once at the end, but to a, a, a much more inflated figure. So there's obviously people in here that will be resonating with this. What would be your advice to those people for their next step? What would be the thing for you if they were here in front of you, would you say to them to do? Well, look, you need to change your mindset. If you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you always got. So you need to do something different. And for a start, for me, that was seeing, you know, I saw... Um, well, I, once I'd done my own house, gone back to extensions and was getting a bit frustrated in the world I was in, I, something caught my attention on um, on the internet. And this was 2014. So it's a different world even now. It's 10 years later nearly, isn't it? Nine years yeah. later. So something caught my attention, which showed me the possibilities. 
because you have to be able to see something to believe it, don't you? Yeah. So if something showed me there was a different way, I looked into it, I started, you know, looking at other people who had done similar things and I started to get the belief through that. So, you know, obviously if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've been on the YouTube channel and you may even be watching it on YouTube. But um, if you've if you've done that, then go back and watch some of the videos around what we've done, how we Kevin did it and Craig. how I did it. Go and see, yeah, some of our students. We've got Kevin and Craig, like you say. Who, In fact, that episode it was Nick... Uh, who was a project manager for Taylor Wimpy, and then there was also Kevin and Craig afterwards as well. So both sort of trades. So you're talking about build the back, dream at that yeah, point, then, aren't you? Dream, yeah. So yeah, go and see that stuff. See how they did it. See how they talk about it. You know, the beauty of that, they'll tell you the 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 things that went right, things that went wrong. But in essence, you need to change your mindset. You need to. You've got the skills, and in our world, in our community, people need that skill set. Just as a quick interruption, I just want to make you aware of a new product that we've got. If you're into developments, then we've just released the foundations, the Property Developer Secrets Foundation. So if you're on the trades like I was, uh, an electrician, a plumber, a carpenter, anyone who's doing this for other people, even if you're a professional, an architect, or maybe even an estate agent, and want to get into developments to do it yourself, then the foundations is for you. It shows you the first steps how to become a property developer, just like myself, just like Lloyd. And, you know, this could be your day one. So if you think development's for you and you're excited what you're hearing in these podcasts, then click the link below and start your training with us. So there's people looking for you because you've got the skills to do it for somebody else. So you need to become your own boss. You need to, or your the development in your own joint venture structure to do it. You just got to see how other people have done it. Go and um, go and f- educate yourself. You know, there's plenty of free stuff out there for a start. Use the YouTube channel. Even read the book, Property Development. Show the book to the camera wherever it is. There you go. That's your first step, isn't it? That's how we did it. That, that teaches how we, you know, or, sh- or shows how we did that transition. And then, you know, if it's right for you, then you need to throw yourself in two feet first because if you do what you've done, you're going to get what you got. There you go. So if you're resonating from this and you think, I need to change something, I need to do something different, just let you know that our most successful students have come from the trades. So there you go. Got to change something.